This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tech Talk Revolution. You know, in Africa, there's uh, one doctor per 2,000 people. And they said the average person lives about 70 kilometers away from a doctor or a clinic. We're able to create self-contained tablets with a little AI in it so that if someone gets sick or injured, you know, like the local villagers could actually use this tablet. They can use the camera, prompt questions, and try and help the villager treat the person. Or if it's too dire, actually radio in for like a helicopter rescue. Hi, I'm Johnny Kaplan, and you're listening to Tech Talk Revolution. Our world is changing faster than we know it, and the future is already here via hot new entrepreneurial startups from all over the globe. Their innovative thinking, technical wizardry are bringing us incredibly new technologies designed to make the world a better, safer, cleaner, and more exciting place. Artificial intelligence is certainly the keyword of this decade. And that's why we're meeting with UN AI subject matter expert, Neil Sahota. So I'm here with Neil Sahota. He is advisor to the UN on artificial intelligence, AI. Um, we're very excited to have him here. Hi, Neil. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, I'm stoked to be here. Thanks for having me on, Johnny. Oh, absolutely. I'm stoked as well, man. AI is one of those buzzwords that keeps me up at night. It's great to hear that you're using it for good You've got a great big AI for good pasted in the back of your screen here as your background. I'd love to hear about it. But first, tell us a little bit about Neil Sohota. How did you get into AI? How did you fall in this area of business? It was honestly a total accident, like when most people do. I have a background in management consultant in technology. I was working with lots of big companies and big names, you know, guys like Michael Eisner and Warren Buffett. And 16 years ago, business intelligence was the big thing collecting and storing all this data. And I was like, wow, it's amazing what computers are telling us. And it's like, mm, computers actually aren't telling us anything, but could they? And that's actually kind of my entrance into AI, trying to figure out can a machine they could give us insights. So, you know, it's funny how most of the major developments in this world were stumbled upon. They weren't like set out and, and really, you know, talking about gravity and the, you know, the light bulb and all some of the greatest inventions in the world were just literally stumbled upon. So that's how amazing humanity is, right? Is that we can, we can come up with that. And that's amazing to hear that it was, you know, your passion and, and desire and thirst for knowledge that led you to do that. So how the heck did you, did you end up advising the UN? Cause that seemed like an extremely you know, high up task, a lot of responsibility and, and global responsibility. So tell us a, a little bit about that. 
you know, based on all my work and the Jeopardy challenge with IBM Watson and, you know, there was, you're like, here's this guy talking about opening up the technology for everyone to use and bringing in domain experts. You know, so the UN reached out to me and said, we do this big conference every four years, we've got all the world leaders, all the ambassadors, we come out and talk to us about AI. And I honestly was like, whoa, why, why me? But I was also warned that most of the people thought it was Terminator time. She's going to rise up, conquer the world, eradicate humanity. So no pressure. I gave a really optimistic talk, but I, I focus not just on what is AI, but how we can actually use it for the sustainable development goals. And how we can use it in public service and other things that are currently going on that really seem to connect with them. And that night, I was approached by a few of the world leaders, and they were pretty blunt with me saying, like, Neil, we never thought about using the technology kind of opened our eyes. There's a lot of momentum. Can we do something? And that's how I wound up actually getting connected in and helping them start the whole AI for good movement. So I love that story. I love that. As I said, you, you know, something you stumbled across uh, and you found that it, there was a desire, there was a need for this. You were then approached, you know, randomly. You, didn't look, you weren't looking for it um, to one of the highest, most profile places in the world to discuss the topics then through your passion and the communication of what's going on there, you actually inspired world leaders to make a change, right? Remarkable story. And, and therefore they've entrusted you uh, and they've actually changed their views on how they're using the technology. And rather than just being afraid of it, being ignorant of it, being, you know, not in the know, but actually harnessing it for good to make the world a better place. And that's something I am extremely, extremely passionate about. So tell us about what that entails. Where has that journey led you? What sorts of things are you advising? What sorts of things are you working on that you can tell us about? I'll be honest, it's kind of like herding cats, right? Because the UN has a collection of like 47 agencies that are not used to working with each other, let alone external partners. But Building that like kind of the UN ecosystem became paramount. And that's how we actually were able to get projects started. So we've, we've completed about 40 projects, 216 active projects going on. But we've been able to do things like predict where poverty will occur, where you know refugees will migrate to. So we actually have resources in those places beforehand. You know, in Africa, there's uh, what, one doctor per 2,000 people. And they said the average person is about 70 kilometers away from a doctor or a clinic. We're able to create self-contained tablets with a little AI in it so that if someone gets sick or injured, you know, like the local villagers can actually use this tablet. They can use the camera, prompt questions, and try and help the villager treat the person. Or if it's too dire, actually radio in for like a helicopter rescue. So we've literally been able to help tens of millions of people so far. And the truth is we're just getting started. Absolutely. And I can't tell you how much and how impactful those things are. And I'm actually in the final stages of a show called The Rise of AI, which will launch um, in Discovery in the coming months. And that is very much this story to showcase what kind of good, right? The predictive nature of the AI so forget AI being that tool. I mean, don't forget it. It's great that it will help us. But think about the fact that the AI can prevent so many disasters, droughts, famine, supply issues, medical care, all of these things that you have the ability to predict because you, the more data 
you claw, the more data you process, the smarter it gets and the, you know, the more you can predict, right? The more you can see. So, so I can understand it must be a bit of banging your head against the wall, liaising between all of those different departments of the, the UN. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a challenge, but it's very worthwhile, Johnny. It's, it's worth the effort. Absolutely. Man. And you're in a great, great position. And it's wonderful to see that you're using that opportunity for social good and for the good of our planet and not for, you know, your own capitalistic purposes or, or, you know, like you said, efficiency, but you're actually altruistically using the opportunity and the time to help others and to make sure that, you know, you like I said, countries, world leaders, people are informed. They know of the ability of technology to help um, in many different ways. So uh, once you break through the bureaucracy of the UN and you get through, you know, all of the, the you know, the, the difficult hurdles to get things done, what's your optimum mission that you're here to achieve? Um, and what are you looking at in the next three to five years as a result of the advice and um, direction that you're giving them? Well, it's really about people and planet and trying to help both. So it's like creating opportunities. Like we all have something we're passionate about. And I'm very big about micro actions. And I want to help facilitate this so that people know the impact. Like if you, you know, if you ever see those water bottle containers, like you go for the water bottle station. Yeah, you fill it up. You're like, okay, maybe I saved one plastic bottle, but it has a little counter on it, right? So it tells you how many together we have saved this month. And it's like you know, a couple of million. And I really believe that with AI, AI concierge, helping us understand the impact we make with our behaviors, there are small things each of us are willing to do that will actually, will seem insignificant as individuals, but will add up to move the needle as an aggregate, as a society. And I think if we can showcase that, this is where we inspire people to think of new ideas, new solutions, turn everyone into solutionists. At the same time, we're actually helping the planet and find some of the big issues like climate change. That's absolutely. my ultimate goal. Right, absolutely. And, 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 and that's really the nutshell that I think you must have translated when you were called to speak in front of those uh, world leaders. And is the important point that I'm really trying to translate with our show on AI and definitely, you know, with, with these sorts of shows is that technology can be harnessed for good or bad. I mean, that's really dependent on who is harnessing it, who's programming it and what their determination is. And as long as we are steering that, to use it for good. There isn't really a, a reason to fear technology itself. Technology is our friend. Technology is there to help us process those tasks that are mundane, that perhaps we don't have the ability, physical or, or, or labor abilities to process. There to help to predict, to predict and to prevent changes or disasters, or like you said, market trends. And it's just, it's absolutely mind blowing that, that a computer processor can make such a difference in that way, right? It is, right? And it's a tool. I know that there's a lot of fear, so much justifiably so, but it actually has the ability to make us better than ourselves, right? There's, there's something we call adversarial learning. It's actually something a lot of us do. If you're a basketball fan, you think of LeBron James, right? You want to be the greatest player. So how do you do that? You play against people better than you. And he reached a point where he was considered the best player in the game 
but now how do you get better, right? You kind of plateaued because there's no one better than you. Well, we know with AI, we could create like an AI robotic, you know, basketball player that's better than LeBron. Now LeBron has a competitor that'll help him keep elevating his game. Well, we could do that across the board. We actually have done this in the music industry to help musicians become better musicians. We can do this with executive management and help them make, make them better decisions. So this is really untapped potential for us here to use this AI as a tool to actually make ourselves even better. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Absolutely. And, and, you know, you touched on a very important point there that cognitively, as we age, we need to entertain our brains, test our brains, challenge them, keep them processing. There are companies now that are building robotic solutions. We had one actually on the show called LEQ, who kind of sits there and for, for over 70s will ask you if you've had your pills, whether you've taken exercise, whether you want to call your family, how you feel today, whether you want to play a game with the, on the iPad kind of against them. So this kind of interactive communicative, communicative uh, function to keep your brain ticking. And what you're talking about now is even better than that, right? Keeping us at the very best that we can be, always challenging ourselves. And when our own athletes re reach peak stage, rather than that should be the limits of our evolution, but actually we should be able to evolve faster with this technology more efficiently. And a lot of, as I said before, the mundane tasks, the slow process is removed and given to the machine to process. And, and a lot of the time we can get on with the fun stuff. Well, th this is why this is so awesome, right? We always are looking for bigger, better challenges to tackle, do more value add complex stuff. Not only are we taking the, the boring stuff off the plate, we got the adversarial teacher making us even better. It's, it's a win-win. Absolutely. And it's, it's only going to get more fun and more interesting because as the technology evolves, we will have to evolve with it. And that's exactly what you're talking about. We force that evolution. You know, I, I work that way in a certain way. I, I throw a project out there before I've done it. And then I have to do it because I've, I've put it out there. So... In that way, it's kind of just propelling you always to keep running, keep running, keep trying stuff. And I think that's only to the benefit um, of society. So can you tell us about the sorts of actual projects that they might get involved in? So, you know, we think of the UN as a huge body. As you said, there's many different departments. What would an actual project or initiative of the UN actually be? How would they get involved What's their kind of positioning? So we understand how they would actually uh, do that. Or are they just an educator and a connector? I, I just explain to us a little bit about the UN's role. It's, it's, it's both. They're trying to create the connections so that, you know, people can pursue. We actually have something called the Innovation Factory, where social entrepreneurs can actually come in, get help, funding, other types of equipment. But there are companies that are trying to solve local problems, like unemployment, access to food, you know, safe water, coastal flooding. The one thing we've learned is that local problems have global solutions. And so by helping them like 
you know, solve like the unemployment problem in this one area, you can replicate it around everywhere else. On the flip side, there are some of the agencies that are trying to solve big problems, like the World Health Organization and UNICEF are really trying to boost help for malnutritioned children. I think they, they say that uh, one out of six children in the world do not get enough food to eat every day. And so we actually partner with other people, but it's driven again by these human agencies, actually building solutions where we can actually grow food more efficiently and actually find better ways to distribute it. So costs are down or essentially cost less so we can actually feed these children. Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah, it's just what, Anything, it's all around the SDGs. That's probably the best way for me to, to put it, right? Each agency kind of owns one or two SDGs and that's really, that's how they know where to focus. Right, right, absolutely. And and what's amazing is that they're able to take, as you said, an example of what works in one region and then sort of push that across the many regions at the same time. And that's the power of the UN has the ability to do that. And they have agencies and resources and, and locations in many regions around the world, which is, it's quite an amazing task, really, really quite amazing. And we'd like to follow and see some of those initiatives and how they pan out in any way we can support, because as we said, this is really for social impact, for social good and and to elevate distressed locations, minorities, the underprivileged, the underrepresented, you know, the underfed, as you said, in many regions around the world. And it's a shame in this day and age that some of us are living with such resources and others aren't. So flowers to you and kudos for 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 the work that you do as i said before for you know using your platform for social good and and how to make the world a better place so how can the public get involved with the un to help in any way is that feasible is that possible is there data is there studies are there initiatives is there donations you know how is it that the public can get involved with what you're doing so we, we welcome the public help and there's several ways to get connected. The first is to go to the AI for Good website, which is aiforgood.itu.it, or you can just Google United Nations AI for Good. We're, we're always sharing latest projects. We're always putting out for calls for volunteers, recruiting for Innovation Factory. You can also follow us on social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. It's all AI for Good. And then, of course, we do, you know, especially with the pandemic, everything online. So we're always doing workshops, volunteer sessions, webinars, all those things. So you can always if you go to the website, you'll see a list. You can always subscribe to the newsletter. And we encourage people, if you want to help, whether you want to give your time, or you give some money, equipment, or you have an idea you want to pursue, all the resources right there on the website for you to tap into. Thank you, Neil. That's awesome. And I encourage you to go check out AI for Good with the UN. We've been talking with Neil Sahota about just how AI can be harnessed for the good of civilization. And it shouldn't be this technology that you just fear and you see in the movies and you think, oh my gosh, these robots are going to, you know, take over. There is a huge amount of good that AI can be used for. And it's great to see people like Neil who are steering large Uh, organizations in the right direction to kind of really, really make a change. Neil, you're based in sunny California. Is that right? I am. It is sunny today. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that in the height of summer. Does the UN have a presence? So where's your local, where is the local office that you would be connected with? Well, the closest one would actually be in New York, but the UN has offices all around the world. So 
I go where I'm needed. So crisscrossing the globe for a good cause. Right. Absolutely. So you should definitely go check out Neil Sahota. He's doing a real great thing here for civilization. I'm elevating you to the same position as Superman right now, Neil. So I hope, that, I hope that's cool. But on a serious note, like I said before, you know, there are many people in a similar position that could choose the direction of what they're doing it for. The first thing I noticed when we got on this podcast call was that you have AI for good in the background. And if you look at any of my socials or profiles, you'll see it's, you know, one of the first things that I have is social impact and uh, be kind and good to others. So it's very much on the same page as me. So I love that. And please, so check out what Neil's doing. Check out the UN's programs for AI for good. And we're going to keep watching this space because uh, it's just incredible to see people who are harnessing technology in a way that can actually change our lives, uh, change some of the really drastic situations that are still happening around the world and generally make the, make the world a better place. Well, awesome. Rock on, Johnny. Thanks, thanks for all you're doing. And to all you audience members, thank you for being part of the solution. Of course. And thank you so much for being here today and sharing uh, the knowledge with us and all of those great initiatives uh, that you're doing. So thank you, Neil. We wish you the best of the day there in sunny California. Please do come back again and tell us how those initiatives are getting on and how you've been fixing the world with technology. I'd love to. Looking forward to it, Johnny. Wow, that was just so fascinating. Learning about how the UN is really shaping up AI ethically for a safer and better future. Thanks to UN AI subject matter expert, Neil Sohota. As always, I'm Johnny Kaplan, and Tech Talk Revolution is a co-production of Tech Talk Media and Electrocast Media. Executive producers are myself, Johnny Kaplan, Ronald Hans, Mark Netter, and Peter Rafelson. Our producer is Rianne Faye-Seninning, and our editor is Carl McCarthy. Stay tuned to Tech Talk Revolution for our next episode where we continue our journey meeting leaders of the world's most amazing startups, bringing you more incredible new technology from across the world. If you'd like to learn more about the startups we visited, please check out our show notes for additional information. For more info on the Tech Talk Media company, please visit our website at techtalkmedia.tv. You can subscribe to Tech Talk Revolution wherever you listen to podcasts and wherever you can catch up on some of the amazing guests in our previous episodes as well. We greatly appreciate if you leave a wonderful rating or review. And please do share this podcast with your friends to let them know about Tech Talk Revolution. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. 
Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid.